0: The party finds himself in a familiar area. Not anything different, uh, but not the same at the same time. Uh, you picture yourself kind of sitting back, relaxing. Maybe in front of you, you have a microphone or some sort of a headset. You could be in a chair. You might be uh, in, a, in a, on a couch. You might just be even relaxing uh, as you're recording for a, se- a session such as this one. You uh, are accompanied by... It's, it's three total. You're accompanied by two people who you're relatively familiar with. We have uh, Declan, the guest host, the uh, Kyle of the Clan of Special Guests, and friend of the show, Noah, here today. Uh, you guys are going on a, on a regular, normal, everyday sort of adventure that, you, that you've come accustomed to at this point. Uh, but out of nowhere, we started recording, and I need all of you to roll initiative. Oh, heck. I need to get some dice. Boy, well, I and...
1: actually have D B20 right here.
0: I got a 16,
2: and my dex is a plus two. Okay, so I, I got 18. a two. Two, okay,
0: Kyle. What about you, Noah?
3: Uh, I rolled. Wow, I rolled the 18.
0: Uh, could you Declan roll again? Because you have this, or is that with your dex modifier? That was with my
3: that's modifier. With... That's with my modifier as well.
0: Uh, could you declare roll again, please? Yes. Uh, that's a nine plus two.
3: Eleven. Uh, 16 with my modifier.
0: I'm gonna have uh, Noah go first, just because on the second roll he went higher. Okay. Uh, welcome to today's episode. We're talking about D&D.
3: Hell yeah. Uh, All right.
0: Whoever, if you guys want to do it in initiative order, go right ahead mm-hmm. and talk about how you became uh, introduced to the world, to the game.
3: All right. So I guess that's me first.
0: Well, introduce yourself as well. Okay. Hi, sir.
3: Uh, I am Noah. Uh, I am your local bard of songs and joy. Um, I kind of got into D&D couple years back, I was kind of was into playing it. Um, I actually played, started with 2nd edition, old school way. Um, and then a couple years back, I started playing 5th. Um, I enjoyed both. They both have their ups and downs. Um, kind of depends on your play style.
1: Sir Kyle, your friendly neighborhood rogue. We tried to play a couple times with a, a friend of the show, Steven which we got to, like, make our characters, and then we never played. Then Critical Role came, and I fell in love with the show, and then I bought the uh, starter set for
2: 5th edition and took off from there. So, I was welcomed into the D&D Folds as a a lowly ranger named Lexan. I started with Kyle and uh, Vince and a couple other friends, And I started with 5e, and I just kind of came in not really knowing what to do, and then realizing it's going to be something that I love forever.
0: Is that all you'd like to say, sir?
2: That's all I'd like to start
0: with. There's plenty more to say. I uh, got shown the game. I was brought into the world. uh, What seems to be like it was always kind of there, and always kind of a thing that I would make fun of. And something that I was like, "Yeah, I'll do it." Ironically, and then I did it, and then I turns out that I loved it. Uh, one of the most important, I guess, overall gaming experiences for myself is when I was in, I want to say, eighth grade or ninth grade, somewhere around there. I played D and D for the first time with Kyle uh, at our friend Stephen's house, which I think we said in a past episode. We like Stephen's backyard. Uh, but Steven's house is where I learned how to play, and Steven's brother Dylan, it, like, showed me the world, and I'll probably wind up telling the story later on, but Dylan is such a fucking fantastic DM that within moments of making my character and being in the world, I remember going, this is something that I can see myself becoming very, very invested in, and I I, I rarely had experiences like that with with any types of game, and the ones that I did, I had a uh, very profound experience with and, and D&D being one of them also, uh, before we go any further in the show, I'm sick so I'm sorry that I sound miserable uh, but Declan, sir being yes. being, I think someone who has DM'd probably the most I have extensive experience with DMing uh, why don't you tell us a tale of, of Dungeons and Dragoons what kind of just something? Why don't you just tell us about the Fallout one you made? So, in the beginning, there
2: was the Bethesda Fallouts. and then there was no D and D to go along with it. And because I'm a huge nerd, I decided, so it shall be that Fallout D twenty shall exist. Then I spent three years making it, and it's still not done, and it's hell, and I love it, and it's my garbage child of a game. The end. But, it's- that's not it. Um, Over the past couple years, I have been testing it with Vince and Kyle and a couple other friends of the show, and it's kind of great. It's really... I can... I can take all the things I love about the Bethesda fallouts, and even the Interplay fallouts, um, and deliver it in a way that's not the usual way you get fallout. I can take liberty with this really interesting world and give it to my players in like little smaller, more intimate chunks. Mechanically speaking, it plays very similar to 5e, um, so anyone that plays that shouldn't have any issue with it. But... Other than that, it let me expand on the on the world that I already love. I kind of consider it like my own
0: expanded universe for Fallout. So, I think I think we should just give a backstory for for people who don't know much about D and D entirely. because um, I, I just realized this, we might be alienating alienating people that have never played it but only ever heard of it. Um. The game is basic as basic as it could be. You make a character based on a set of rules, and the rules are everywhere. You can find them for free online, and you craft yourself a character. There's many different ways to create a character. There's point by. There's the my favorite of the dice rolling where you roll uh, four six-sided dice. You drop the lowest one, and that becomes your stat for, uh, be it, Strength, dexterity, wisdom, intelligence, charisma, and I'm forgetting constitution. one. Constitution, thank you. And uh, you kind of build a character, and then you, you always make a character who, say, is a rogue, and he's a very stealthy, crafty man. And he steals a lot, and he can get himself in and out of trouble just by going, I'm not here anymore, and disappearing. You can play a bard. Uh, who, which is my favorite, who can walk into the pub and say to everybody, "Hey, my name is Frank, and because of my name being as such, you're gonna give me money." And then you roll a d20, and it's high because you have a high charisma, and now you're swimming in the cash. Or you can play a barbarian or a paladin, probably a barbarian for for this. You play a, uh, or you could play a barbarian where you just kind of walk into a place. And say, is that the bad guy? And yes. Okay, good. He's going to die now. And I you cast, cast Fist. Basketball. Yeah. <laughs> There's various ways to play it. Uh, the the way that I got introduced was 5e. Uh, Declan has retrofitted all of 5e into his own amalgamated Fallout version, like he said. And it has been quite a time learning what I think, I think, I think, what a lot of people don't understand about Dungeons and Dragons before they play it is that you'll learn shit about yourself because the the, the creation of your character is so Freudian that you don't quite get it at first.
2: At first, you think it's all this like, um, like oh, I'm just gonna make up something, like, haha, I'm a muscle wizard, and you don't really realize until you play that parts of yourself come out as you're playing this character that might be nothing like you. You might be someone who's scared of the dark, and someone who hates pork. Like, just examples of character traits, I guess. But you get into this world, and you conquer the dark, and you slay the pig, and you do these things that are not really reachable to you as a player, but, um, as this character, you can do these mythical, magical things, and In kind of a vacuum. So I feel like it's a really great way to learn stuff about yourself. Like, especially with hypothetical situations, like if you have to choose between a town burning down and losing two of your best friends, what are you going to do? Kyle, what are you going to (sighs) do? Keep in mind you have two of your best friends here.
1: Who's your best friend? Hmm. Town of friends. friends. If it was Steinman, I would save my friends. With Mirax, I would save the town. I see that.
0: No, this is this is this is a question. Let's okay. I have kind of a two-parter. What was the defining moment of you guys playing D anD D and being like this? Yep. Uh huh. Yes. Yes. Of course. And what has been your favorite character that you've ever created?
2: That's easy for me.
0: I want to hear Noah's so, answer. I want to do this in <laughs> yeah. Let's do let's do it in initiative order.
3: All right. Um, I think one of the most defining moments for me would be when i was playing the campaign in second edition it was my very first character i built it was he was um a half elf he was essentially it was a, the kit was kind of like a collector kit it was considered essentially it was an elf that went out found magic items that they felt were too powerful for humans to control um they would gather them and kind of protect them and stuff so my storyline was kind of like My mother and father had been lost. Um, My father was a collector as well. So I was out trying to find him. So the campaign that we ran for almost like a year was very focused around my story and stuff. And we finally got to the point where like, we finally found my dad. We found this this mega awesome like magic item we were searching for. And it was kind of just like a very defining moment for that character. Um, And plus it was my very first character. So it was very like, touching for me to have, like, found my dad and, like, kind of, like, got some answers to what had happened and everything. Um, so that was that was definitely one of my defining moments as far as playing D&D. As, as far as, like, my favorite character, I mean, you probably, at least Vince and Deck would probably know, my favorite character definitely has to be Max Stardust. I love Max. Max Stardust I is lo- pretty rad. I love Max Stardust, too. Like, I... I've second edition is very like not bard friendly. Really? They're, they're not. No. It's wow like, that it sucks. It's very like they're a very like kind of ostracized class, to be honest. Um wow. They're they're just they're not nearly as powerful as they can be in fifth. So it's it's kinda like you're kind of the on man out trying to play a bard in second edition. So huh. to play, to play play a bard in fifth and then I was kind of just like, you know what? I'm going to go full throttle with this bard. I actually really based the whole Max Stardust idea off of, I don't know if you guys are familiar with the musical Something Rotten, but it's essentially about William Shakespeare. And he's kind of just like this total D-bag. He's like, oh, I'm the best there ever was, yada, yada. So I kind of based Max Stardust off of this like douchey version of William Shakespeare in this musical. I was huh. like, yeah, yeah. Um, i mean it's, i mean you i mean vincent Declan know like where max has evolved to now <laughs> um i i love max stardust i love death i really do
0: just just as a little background clarification uh we started playing where with kyle's group i was the dm and it was kyle uh Declan and a couple other people and then we switched it out where it was Kyle was the DM, but Declan has always been our uh, Fallout DM. I did it once, but I did it so early in the timeline that it just didn't. I, I had to make up everything. So I was like, oh, the Brotherhood. Because fucking not even 76 follows our own lore. Because we did it like. <laughs> I think it was like. I think we only did it where it was like twenty one twenty one twelve, when we did it. It was only a few years after 76. And I was like, oh, the Brotherhood doesn't exist yet, so I can't do that. Or it doesn't exist this far out. But. So I, I only did it the one time, but I also met Noah through playing D and D at a hobby shop not far from us. He showed up, he's like, Hey man, I'm here to play. I was like, Hey man, cool. We'll play together and ever since then he's been at every campaign I've done. So Max was a character that he created that I instantly loved because Max was just – he was – like he said, he was just kind of like an ass. Like he yeah. walked in and it was like <laughs> – and throughout our <laughs> campaign, Max went on and fucking slaughtered, just genocided people. He just There's an entire race of uh, – that I made up of – they're called H2Ominoids of water people that Max <laughs> accidentally assaulted one man's wife and now they're just not they – don't, they don't exist anymore. They're gone. They evaporated, if you will.
3: You know, no, no. I no, the H two ominoids are still alive. I didn't kill them. You yeah, did? No, the their nemesis. Remember, because they had there was the the manta people. I killed all the manta people. Did you? Yeah. I'm the DM. I should remember this. Well, yeah, but you've you've had things happen that you don't remember everything though.
2: I always exactly- d and d to being the space where theater kids and the gays can enact genocide in a su- acceptable caring place that
3: is super accurate, like goddess to god
0: I don't know i was I'm not either of those well, you have to pick one yeah which one are you so Kyle yeah <laughs> <laughs> uh well, well, I believe you're no who's next in the order it was uh special guest, Kyle. Yeah, okay, Kyle Kyle next.
1: Uh, I can't think of like a first time moment, but a defining moment for me was when you DM and it was when Mirax was in the clock tower
2: and I wrote a natural one about this.
1: Yeah. trying to get gears and the clock tower broke and fell and I was buried underneath it all. And then I was saved, but I was missing my right arm. So that was like, Oh boy, what now? How do I Cause then you gave me the penalty of, uh, throwing daggers. Right? Yeah. From, yeah. So that was like, very like, well, moment for me.
0: You had, didn't you get a replacement arm?
1: Yes. In, in my story. story.
0: Oh yeah. Okay. But, Cause uh, I remember you having a, a separate arm. Yeah. Yeah. But, but uh, good. I was going to say, no, if, if you kept throwing with the dagger, if you kept throwing mm. with your left hand, after a while, I would have given you, uh, 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 no, I would have not, no longer given you a disadvantage just because yeah. you would have got better at it. Mm-hmm. But
1: uh, I don't know. It's hard to, for me to pick between Stymon or Mirax. I think I played Stymon longer. Really? Yeah, because Mirax was only played when you ran, which wasn't that long. And then I kind of retired him because I was DMing.
0: Yeah. <sighs> I feel like Mirax was around a lot longer. I always liked him.
1: Yeah. Mirax has a permanent staple in the uh in the canon. Mm. I remember you guys were going to you got you guys planned
2: something for Mirax too and we never got to it. Yeah. <laughs> I wish you guys could know all the things that have happened in the world because for anyone who doesn't know, I took Vincent Kyle's world and went overboard and pimped it. Um so now it's got like fully fleshed out like story lore um and history and different timelines and dimensions, uh, so I did what a game designer does and just fucks it up. Um, <laughs> but so much stuff has happened in the world while they weren't at the table, and I just like wish I can transfer all of those memories from my brain to theirs so that they can see what the creation has become because it's fucking incre- it's crazy, it's intense, it's everything, it's incredible. Yeah, well,
1: the past, the present, and the future. Each one had to It's like a Zelda
0: timeline. Yeah. 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 I I was – it was just like, all right, Vince. Because Kyle – I'll be completely honest. Kyle came to me and he's like, hey, man, I'm going to buy all the D&D books. Uh, are you, if I do that, will you DM? And I'm like, yeah, dude, sure. I never thought he was ever going to buy them. I never bought the books. <clears throat> what do you mean? I bought the starter guy, the starter kit. Yeah. And then
1: I bought the uh, – The PHP. Yeah. That's all you need. And that's it. I never yeah. bought the other. For the
0: uninitiated, yeah. the PHB is the yeah. Player Handbook. You need you, you honestly only need a Player Handbook, and then the rest you can get online. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, so you bought the the book. All right, you bought the yeah. book. And and I, for the longest time, was like, Kyle's never going to buy it. He's not going to do it. And then you were just like, hey, man, I got the book. When are we playing and I was like, I don't know, dude. When are you good? You're like, the 15th? All right, cool. So we all went over and made characters. And then a week later, I remember it was Sunday because I was still watching The Walking Dead because it was still good. And it was when it started <laughs> to not be good. Well, that's was, a
3: long time ago. Yeah. <laughs>
0: <laughs> and I was just like, OK, uh, I'm done with Walking Dead and I'm just going to play D&D every weekend. And I was DMing your game.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: And that I was asked a- you
1: because I was like, you can do voices. I want you a DM.
0: Thanks, Kyle. Yeah, and I mean, here we are now, still talking about it. But, but mm-hmm. Declan, do you have a, a defining moment and or favorite character? Oh,
2: absolutely. You guys were there for it. So my favorite character's name was Ren Flintlock. He was a gnomish sorcerer, and he was intense. Um, Eventually, he ended up taking some levels in Artificer, but that's irrelevant to the story. The most defining moment was when we were captured and we were in uh, in this prison cell. And this is like evil like warden dude came up and he had like this like gem and stuff and he was like, "Haha, you're in prison." And I was like, "Yeah, fuck you." Or someone said that. <laughs> um, and he turned into a dragon and then I almost soloed it by getting off like three fireballs in like a turn and a half. Does Kyle remember this?
0: I remember this cuz I was Yorick.
2: I also remember
0: you
1: one-shotting a giant lizard in a pond by electrocuting it.
2: Yes. Freaking Mm -hmm. um, Ren Footlock is busted. Like, I'm looking at his one character sheet right now, his Mm -hmm. uh, post-game sheet, which is what I use for when I use him in my world. And he's a level 20 sorcerer and a level 10 artificer. (laughs) He's a, a legendary class. And, oh, fuck, I love this character. I love playing him. He's just kind of this like snarky inventor that does magic. Uh, I just—I remember when like, you one shot at that in.
0: thing. Hmm. That I mean, when you one shot at that lizard man thing. Yeah. I made it clear that I was not to be fucked with.
3: <laughs>
0: yeah. You. You. Uh. I remember Kyle. You. You. You had two pistols that you channeled your magic through. They were like like revolvers, but instead of having they were uh, toys. yeah. Oh, they were toys. There they were wooden were toys. toys
2: with crystals inlaid in them.
0: Yeah. Like, so like he just magic. like he like points oh, them shit. at the water and just goes th- lightning bolt, and then fucking like quadruple damage because the thing's in water, and just like uh, instantly obliterated it. And it was just like here's a ton of XP and we're going. <laughs> Kyle's like, yeah, I thought we were gonna we were I was gonna take at least an hour and a half. But like not even to mention – that's something I love I love about, about – before we move on with the topic. Uh, something I love about the game is recently Declan and Noah and I were playing and I had like weeks of, of game. I had Ooh. weeks of game plan where they had to travel and find a ferry to get to another island and they had to talk to certain people. And they probably had to go find squiggins again. And then Declan's like, oh, the Flintlock yeah. Association is right here in the major city. Is,
3: is that that same Flintlock? Yes. yes. Okay, I figured as much when you said about Flintlock. I was like, is that that same Flintlock?
0: Yeah, he goes on to found the Flintlock Association. Oh, that's awesome. Yeah. So he goes and he's like, oh, there's teleportation pads here, right? And I was like, well, I'm not going <laughs> to tell him no. Declan made, <laughs> I made so, the world. <laughs> yeah, he, he's like, and then we're there.
2: <laughs>
0: but, like, I love when shit like that happens because, like, Kyle's just like, oh, now what? <laughs> Do you have anything else you'd like to say, Declan? Um,
2: no, those are my big ones. I guess the other memorable moment was, um, something that you guys weren't here for. It was when I finally closed the book on the story after three years. Um, Oh? Yeah. In, uh, December at the end of last semester, I had finally told my story in the world. Really? Uh, Yeah. Um, I'd love to run it with you guys sometimes. It's going to take around three years. But, um, for my folks, my friends here uh, up at school, I ran my version of, uh, of the canon in, in our world, the tales of Gutrell. And it was so good. I mean, I kind of go all out. Like I make art and I make music and I do the entire thing. I've got like digital books of my lore on my Google drive that I just write shit out like spreadsheets on spreadsheets on spreadsheets. I fucking love this world. I love D&D so goddamn much. It's one of the main reasons I wanted to be a game designer. Cool.
0: Your turn. All right. So my defining moment was the first time I ever played D&D. Again, playing at Steven's house with his older brother, Dylan. I had no real experience with RPGs outside of the Fallout games. And he was like, hey, man, what kind of character do you want to build? And I was like, I don't want to be a human. I'll tell you that right now. And this was like my second real character I ever made. My first character was a druid bullywog frog named Nebuchadnezzar, uh, who was a frog who could turn into <laughs> a bigger frog and smaller, <laughs> smaller frogs. Um, and that was like a, that was a I, I heard maybe that wasn't Nebuchadnezzar because Nebuch- no. That was There was two characters. There was Nebuchadnezzar, and then there was Nebuchadnezzar 2, Electric Boogaloo, who was an elf, and he was a rogue. And Dylan said to me, he's like, what kind of character do you want to play? And I said, well, when I play Fallout, I play mostly talky face characters. He's like, alright, so you want to have your charisma really high? I said, yeah, and I also want to be a thief, because I think Skyrim was out at the time, and I think, or if it wasn't, I had just started replaying Fallout 3 again, but tried doing like a sneak and steal type of, like pickpockety type of John, And he starts us off and he goes, he goes, you're inside of a cave or no, you're in. Yeah. You're inside of a cave inside of a jail cell and inside of the jail cell. It's very dark, but you can see there's a couple people in there with you. What are you going to do? And there's like, there's like 12 or 15 people at the table trying to play. That's and my turn lot. comes up, you yeah, no, it's, much. it's way too much. Yeah. And my turn comes up and I'm just like, well, I am a thief. Uh, would I have, and I have like, uh, lockpick right here it's it's fairly decent can i try something? He's like yeah go ahead and i think he's the person who said to me you can do whatever you want it's the dice that tell you whether or not you're allowed to do it and that's always kind of been my my way of playing d was you could be a barbarian but like i want to cast fireball on him okay do you know how to do fireball no Okay, uh, why don't you roll an Arcana check, and if you roll high enough, you can cast Fireball. And like, oh, I got a 19. You don't cast it. I got a 20. Okay, you're going to cast Fireball, but it's going to be a little less powerful than actual Fireball. So Dylan says to me, go ahead and roll. And I roll it. My first fucking roll at the table is a natural 20. Wow. So what a better way to get introduced, right? Starting off strong. And... I'll never forget what he says to me. He looks at me and talks to me as if I'm a child. This is the only time I've ever been, like, happy that someone spoke to me like a child. Spoke to me as if I was a child, and he had, like, a book that had the secret to, like, Eden in it. And he was like, you, being a skilled thief and knowing your way around things and knowing your way around locks and how to pick them— you sit there and you go to scratch your head and look at how you're going to you're going to pick the lock. And as you do that, you remember that there is a small flap of skin that has developed behind your ear, much like where you'd put a pencil from putting a bobby pin. And I go, what do you like? This is fucking real. Like you can just do that. Like out of nowhere, he pulls this this shit out that I have this fucking piece of skin that is mutated to fit my character so much more, and I just keep bobby pins in like this little pouch, this little kangaroo pouch on the side of my ear, and I'm an elf, so I got big ass ears, so I have this little kangaroo pouch of skin that's just there that I can just and pull out a bobby pin and I pick the lock and like let everybody out, and like I didn't have to kill anything, I didn't have to, uh, I didn't have to like. Make sure anybody was hurt. It was just – I figured out how the world worked and that conventional ways of things happening doesn't always need to happen. And that's what like blew my mind about it. And that's why whenever Declan would play, he would say, "Okay, guys – You have to get from point A to point B, and I would say, fuck you, we're going to point C, and then we're going to go to point D, and then we're going to stop at point B, and then go back to point A just so I can spit in that guy's mouth and then go back to point B. Like, there's so much joy that I would get out of taking whatever the DM had given me and then saying,
3: nope, fuck
0: you.
2: At the same time, you (laughs) do have to have respect for the game and not completely, like, go off the rails to the point where the DM can't tell the story.
0: Oh, yeah, yeah, of course. I was never just like, hey, guys, let's fly to New York. (laughs) (laughs) Let's fly to New York for my own selfish needs.
1: Moving on. You said your favorite character was the bully frog?
0: No, 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 no. He was my first character. My favorite character. Are you really asking me this, Kyle? Yeah, come on. Even I know that answer. My favorite (laughs) character that I have ever created With with just because of the amount of detail and love and sweat and tears I put into this man, and blood is Ron, yeah, and blood is Ron, Thaddeus, motherfucking Gulman. The
2: the
0: uh, (laughs) fucking the way the way he came about was a joke. (laughs) It was it was. Declan was like, hey, I'm going to make this. What kind of character do you want to be? And I said, I either wanted to be a super mutant because I did a decent super mutant voice or uh, I'm a little stuffy. Let me blow my nose and I'll try. Cool.
2: Something troubling you, my friend. Incredible.
0: Oh, fuck. Sorry. That was ass. I'm very stuffy. So I was like, I want to be a super mutant because I can. And I think that sounds like a lot of fun to do that voice the whole time. Or I'm going to be a ghoul because I feel like ghouls are mistreated and not understood. So it kind of came to me this idea of a of a a ghoul whose name was Ron Goulman, which is a shit tastic pun, and he was going <laughs> to be a lawyer. And I had no I knew nothing about OJ Simpson and uh, the man who was murdered on the night where OJ may or may not. Uh, I have to say that for, allegedly, I have to say that for legal reasons, uh, may have killed a man. Uh, I had no clue about Ron Goldman. I didn't know anything about him. All I knew was ghoul, ghoul man, haha, lawyer. And his whole thing was Ron doesn't fight. He wants to do everything diplomatically in a court session. So you'd walk into this group of raiders and... They'd say like, "Hey, we're gonna take all your money," and then mm-hmm. Rod be like, "You can't do that. That's that's theft and that's illegal." And they'd be like, "What are you talking about?" And he'd go through this entire just rhetoric of of laws that meant nothing to them, but it gave them enough time for the party to sh- be for the party to sneak around and attack them. He's a character that can't fight. Uh, he can't really do anything except for talk, and really I love him. Talk. Oh, dude, he talks open doors. Yeah. That was one time. It was one time, and it will happen again. <laughs> it was never time. You hear happen.
3: about it all the time.
0: Yeah, because it was so fucking... Declan, I rolled like a 28.
2: It will never happen again. I Not rolled a my 28. Life. On my life and
0: blood, you will never talk open a door again. Why? Yes, I will. I'll do it tomorrow.
2: <laughs> Fuck you.
0: You kidding me? <laughs> No, I fucking love Ron. I love Ron every and like I know all of Ron's story. I know how Ron's gonna die. I know how he was born. I know where he's from. I know the street that he was from. I know his address. I, What's I just his social fucking, security number. I can't tell you that, Kyle. <laughs> Mother maiden name, number on the back of the card. <laughs> I <laughs> fuck. Ron, Ron is the sole reason why I kept playing and and I've done the Kevin Smith thing where all of the characters kind of exist within the same universe so in my fantasy D&D, Ron exists and Max, uh, Noah's character Max like joined him and was like, I'm an evil fuck but I we're going to rule the world together and then a big battle happened yep. and then Noah got locked out <laughs> I'm an <laughs> evil <Thomas>. fuck <laughs> But this is a part that I'd like to talk about something that I think is most egregious within the world of Dungeons & Dragons. When you make a character, it's very important to understand that the character you make is not a block of stats. It is not uh, a representation of – it's more of a rep- representation of a character and not so much how you see uh, a perfect being. I've played with many kids. Noah can attest for this. Uh, I've played with many kids who only see Dungeons and Dragons as min-maxing, and they make their character where it's, I have a 20 in this, and I have a 20 in that, and I have a 20 in that. So if we ever get into a fight – and I don't like to play my games with a lot of encounters. I like to play My games are soap operas with fighting that sometimes happens. I'm very much (laughs) into the dialogue. I think dialogue is awesome. I think the dialogue in is awesome because you. I like problem solving and I like audio problem solving. Here's a group of people. How do you get around it? This person says that this guy slept with his wife and that guy says no and that guy says the wife was cool with it. But the guy over there says the husband was cool with it. He was. And the the candlestick was in
2: the library. Like yeah, exactly.
0: How do you, what do you do? Like, and that's, that's my favorite part about it is like, how do you figure out what's going to happen and where it goes from here? So, like, I would play with a kid who would just make a caster and he would just say, okay, I know this is the only. encounter we might get for for a week, maybe two weeks, maybe three. So, we're gonna get into the encounter, and I'm just gonna burn all my spells right away. So, not only do I get the kill, but nobody else gets to play, really. Like, nobody else gets the satisfaction of like, oh, here's here's one arrow, here's two arrows, I'm gonna use an ability, when he just goes, six-level spell, six-level spell, eighth-level spell, encounter's over.
2: It's the classic, um, um, like, card play style of this game is fun to play because you don't get to play. It's like a blue deck in Magic.
0: It's it's awful. It's,
2: I hate that shit. It's like my fucking shwooping deck in Keyforge. Yeah, the game's fun because the <laughs> other person doesn't get to play.
0: Yeah, and it's like I don't play that deck all the time, but it's it's fun to bust it out every once in a while and then beat Kyle yeah. on turn four, but then I switch decks. I don't keep playing with it. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, yeah, go ahead and make your character that just shwoops uncontrollably but have him be a one-off character where it's going to be a combat-heavy type of campaign. Yeah. It just, like, like, it bothers me so much. Like, make Little. your
2: level 10 multi-class source lock that can just ram its magic fist up something's ass and make it explode.
0: Yeah, like, it's yeah. fun. But, like, no, we just built new characters for the campaign that you play in. Yeah. And you, you built a character that I, I love his flaws. Would you like uh, to
3: know- Yeah, no, absolutely. Um, So... This new character I built was an Eldris knight. Um, oh. I kind of, I honestly, very much based him off of like, I don't know if you guys know this. Uh, the Magnus Chase series is from Rick Riordan that made um, Percy Jackson and stuff. Oh, okay. Um, but so the Max Magnus Chase follows like Norse gods. So in in that series, he meets Thor what, a couple times, and Thor is very much just just kind of party doucher like drunk all the time. So I was like, you know what? I'm going to make this human. That's very much like, like the, in like kind of like Thor incarnate. Um, so his name is D- Donald Blake. If you don't get that reference, read more Thor comics. Um, Kyle, do you get it?
1: Mm, no. God damn it, Kyle. You're my comic source.
3: Um, Thor, Thor's human identity in the comics is Donald Blake. Oh, is it really? When, yes, when That's as cool. Doctor Donald Blake. So I was like, Donald Blake. Yeah, well, yeah, he's a doctor and James. Shit. Anyway, um, so I was like, he's gonna kind of be like Eldritch Knight. He um has a warhammer. It, it the whole the whole thing really focused around. Started with I want to be able to summon my hammer to my hand, very mill like. So I was like, hmm, and I was like, wait, Eldritch Knights have weapon bond that they can summon a weapon to their hand. So I was like, I'm going to do that. But he should be like a functioning alcoholic that like before he does anything, he needs to take a big old drink of something or he can't function. So we actually had this encounter where like, I actually rolled like super high initiative to go like first or second. And yeah, I you was went like, second. Yeah, I went second. Yeah. So I was like, first thing I did was like pull out a flask and like, take like a big old chug and then i went to go like reach for my weapon i was like oh oh god i think i left it back in dusty cauldron so, <laughs> so like the whole time like like oh what the hell even though the whole time i'm not even thinking i could just summon it to my hand anyway so i'm like oh I, it's just I, I know, it's, it's funny because I like, just it. like slurred like drunken voice the entire time it was like oh whatever it's See, but that's
0: that's how I think you should build a character. You should build a cha- you should build a character who, even if they're not like race human, even if they're elf or dwarf yeah. or tiefling, you should make them where they're human. You should make yeah. them where they have flaws. Flaws. Charac- I are the best part of a character.
3: Exactly. Yeah. I, I that's rock is actually a like rock. That's another rock my uh, t- for for for. Uh, for clarification is a half giant um half i think he's hill giant half hill giant half human barbarian i had created and his intelligence is like a 6 i think uh, yeah so, like, i let
0: you take a negative 2 intelligence so you could take uh, okay. yeah.
3: yeah 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 um but his yeah his intelligence is like a 6 so like he's so dumb that i a lot of times have to roll to see how many words he can like <laughs> make <laughs> and, oh um, yeah 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 and like I get so into it that I'm like I'm like be oh, be rock be be not know like I have the voice in everything, and everything. It's just it, like Vince was saying like it's fun to like make the voice and like really get into the character because then you always have to think. I was like, all right, so Rock can only say like six words. So how is he going to convey this in six words?
2: Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> that's really and, fun.
1: Been uh, there. Another, oh, go on, Kyle. Uh, dart. Oh yes, Dart oh. was a Kenku warlock, so I literally had to mimic everybody.
0: Oh, that's awesome! And their words. So so Kenkus can only say words that they've already heard, right?
1: Yes. Yeah. Yeah.
0: So yeah, that was we will we play with a, with a kid at the sh- at the shop that Noah and I play with. He played a uh, a tree and elf, so pretty much like a like a like a literal wood elf, like an elf made out of bark and leaves. Like a dryad. Yes, that's the word I'm looking for. Yeah. yeah. Um, he played that, and they're like, what's your name? And he's like, well, oh. anytime anybody ever referred to me, they said, hey, you. So I guess my name is you. <laughs> ah, fuck I, it. I, yeah. Oh, I remember this character. Oh, this character is yeah. fucking rad. Yeah, it's just <sighs> – I love when people play – like I I just made a character who's afraid of barnyard animals. He just feels really (laughs) uncomfortable around barnyard animals. So it's like, oh, you got to go to the stables and grab a horse. And I'm just there the whole time like, all right, as long as a sheep doesn't get near me, I'm good. (laughs) It's like, oh, gross. Or like make a dude who's afraid of water. Make a dude who's – I don't know, afraid of the dark. Or make a dude who, like, has to eat an orange or an avocado a day. Like, make something fun. In the shower? (laughs) (laughs) Maybe. (laughs) Just have fun with your character. Your character having a flaw, like, say they're afraid of spiders, is going to make the game so much more fun. Like, okay, Mm -hmm. yeah, when you fight spiders, you might only do... uh, You might attack at a disadvantage. But, hey, if you attack at a disadvantage, someone else might like boost you up and get you back to normal or even better maybe you're fighting that but down the line somebody's afraid of something or gets hurt in some way you can help them so it kind of makes up for it
2: yeah i made a character i played in a game when i was in croatia and the characters basically her thing was she was a healer but at any point in time if someone was like about to get hit, she would jump in front of them and like get down, Mister President, with a shield. So that led to a lot of interesting situations where like there were archers that were going to like attack our ship. There was a point where we had a boat, and I was like, "Oh fuck!" And I would like just jump in front of these people trying to like tank the shots with my cool shield. That's awesome! Oh my god! Oh, and you I love making characters that the parents aren't dead. And. <laughs> Where they have parents alive? Yeah, let me tell you why I love making characters where the parent or spouse is not dead. Because (laughs) that gives the DM some fuel to do some personal story development later. Like, mm, I played this one straight character. It was like the only time ever. Hold on, can I just
0: stop for a second? Yeah. So, you're going to tell me you want you want me to play a character that, like, oh, we're going back to my hometown? Oh, here's my dad. He's going to be disappointed at me that I do magic. Like, I'm trying to get away from the real world. <laughs> I don't want to play a game where my parents are still disappointed at me.
1: Declan, didn't Ren's parents die and I brought him back and you just killed your own father?
2: Yeah, don't worry about that.
0: Did I not <laughs> fucking come for
1: this game? What happened? <laughs> Remember, I brought Ren's father into the horseman plot at the factory and then you guys just shoved them into the bag of holding. Don't when the fuck did him. this happen? That happened. Like towards the end.
0: Was but, I on PCP? Because I don't remember. That, <laughs> that might have been uh, PS4 day for you. Oh, it probably was PS4 Day. Should we tell the PS4 story? Wait, yeah. I've not done my story. Okay,
2: sorry, sorry, That's sorry, sorry, second. sorry. So I played in one of Vince's games at the shop and I played this old gunslinger named uh, Clint Abernathy. And he was, like, one of my only straight characters that I played recently. And, like, he had a loving wife and, like, kids that were fine and, like, not dead or, like, scarred. And he was just like, Dolly, I think I need to go have an adventure. I'm gonna blow my brains out if I need to stay on this farm any longer. And she was like, okay, I support your decisions. And, like... Clint went out and went on an adventure. And I would assume that he went back to Dolly eventually. Yeah, sure.
0: That's, that's <laughs> the premise now.
2: Yeah. But that gives you as the DM something to work with. Like, what if Clint steps on some noble's toes and then he's like, "I'm going to kidnap your wife and children and tie them to the train tracks."
0: See, that I understand. That I could kind of get behind, but I don't like leaving I don't like because, like, for, for me at least, when I make a character and I know their backstory, like, when I built the first Nebuchadnezzar, the frog, mm. like, he had a very strict background of my parents very, very well much could be alive. I don't know. I haven't seen them. I was casted out because I wanted to be a druid. And then he went into prostitution for a while. Delicious. So, mm. like, I think it's kind of... It isn't, it isn't, and I don't want you to take this the wrong way. It's kind of stepping on the player character's toes to say, like, oh, your your character's parents are dead. Because, like, what if, like, just hear me out, and I'm saying this because I play with people who I don't know them very much. Like, no and I are friends, but I don't know a lot of the people I play with outside of, I see them for maybe three or four hours a week.
3: Mm-hmm.
0: And maybe D&D is their escape, right? Maybe mm-hmm. they work a shitty job, and maybe like one of their parents actually did just pass away and maybe D&D is kind of their way to not think about it and for me to be like oh you go back home and guess what fucking your dad's dead it's like ah you know what i mean yeah
3: no 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 i do not mean like mm-hmm. i'm not I'm, mean. not
0: I'm not saying that like to say like oh you walk back into town and your mom's like oh your dad passed away i'm not saying that's wrong it's just i don't want to put someone through that because it could bring up some real honest trauma yeah
2: i mean i've and had I, some of the best therapy that i've ever experienced in d
0: you were also probably very close to those people yes these are people i'm saying when i play most of the, most of the time when i play it's because i'm playing at a shop where people come and say hey i want to check this out you play with yeah. rolling admissions yeah Yeah. i don't i don't like if i played if i played with you noah and kyle like say it was the the four of us that always played together like and you said some shit that was like oh this happened and it kind of related to something that had happened in the real world i'd be like okay like i I can roll with this because i know you know me and we know each other and we understand each other We know boundaries well not even that well, kind of that. It's it's kind of, I don't know, it's just like a weird thing. I think of it a lot of, like, it's at the end of the day, it's a game, and people use a game to escape.
3: You know what I mean? Yeah, some people. Yeah. Well, it's, you you kind of know our, like, buttons. You know what I mean? Like, what can be said and what can't be said that's going to, like, trigger us, so to speak.
0: Yeah. Using trigger I, lightly. Yeah. I just – I don't know. It's not – and I'm not saying that the way you play is wrong. I don't want you to think that. It's just I think of it as a very – I think of D&D as a, just a way to exist in a world that never could be. Yeah. Oh, I agree with that. Definitely. So for someone who could be like, oh, this actually happened to me about a week ago. I don't want to think about it, but here I am. And especially if you play at a place where uh, you have to pay to play. Like, thanks. Now I'm paying money to cry. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like that's
2: that's a different situation entirely. But
0: I'm not. Like I said, I'm not saying <laughs> that you're wrong. I'm just saying like, and I also don't want to step on. Like, maybe you had ideas for your character. Like, maybe you you wanted to go back to your town and be like, "Look, parents, I did it. Are you proud of me? Yeah. You know what I mean? It's like
2: the personal development of the
0: character. Yeah. Yeah. And also- again, I'm not saying you're wrong. That also brings
2: up the idea of separating the character from the player, which we had a thing with in
0: the Fallout game. <laughs> <laughs> tell That's the story. Dream. Tell the fucking story, because I'll do never not to? be upset about it, because I was totally in the right.
2: Do I have to? You I don't know the
0: story, probably better so. than I do. To be honest, you were in the DM, and you had to keep better track of it. When I was playing, I said, I, I care it about Ron. Me.
2: I, want, I want Kyle to tell it.
0: I think it was because of Steinman.
1: What do you mean? I
3: don't
1: think I it was because of you at all. Bridge. I think I triggered it. because really? I, I fell off the bridge, and then everybody had to go in and die for me, and then you brought, like, a gang onto the beach to kill Mick's character, and that whole thing went down.
2: Kyle, yeah,
0: you kind of did trigger the retcon. Yeah. Really? Yeah. So okay, hold on. Let's give a like a synopsis of what we're talking about. <laughs> Kyle, would you mind? Uh, I don't remember as much, but uh you
1: guys gonna help me with locations, but I remember we were on We were in New York, right? New York, yeah. So okay, we were, on the bridge. Yes.
0: We were playing Fallout D D and we, we started in DC and we had a character who joined who was from New York and we my character had a lot of money and I purchased a vertebrate from the Brotherhood and we flew out there and playing to my character, he did not want to be in New York. We, as soon as we got, we got to New York, um, the vertebrae blew up and I was like, well, that's 80,000 caps that are just gone. Uh, and trying to play
2: 80,000 caps.
0: I know. And trying to play to my character, I was very upset the whole time. Okay. I was, I was trying to explain that. Like, I don't want to be here. I don't think we should be here. And now, uh, the only way I'm going to get back out of a place I don't want to be is now gone. And I kept saying, I'm walking back to DC, and uh, everyone was very upset with me, even though I was trying to play to my character. Kyle, please continue. Sorry, I wanted to get back Uh,
1: to Well, Mm -hmm. after that, we lost Krogar to dying or something like that, and then he broke out of his power armor and ran away. So that added another layer of, like, crap going on, and then Krogar being our super
0: mutant that had power armor. Yeah. Oh, my God.
2: (laughs) Yeah. Mm -hmm. Don't worry about it. (laughs) He was mostly Uh, a potato anyway. Yeah.
1: (laughs) I don't remember what happened after. I just remember we got to the bridge and you smooth-talked your way onto it or something like that.
0: Yeah, there was a person who ran the bridge, and I was trying to get a deal with them where we could... I could make a little money, and they could make a little money from the the bridge thing that they were running.
2: So they were basically...
0: Gatekeeping the burrows is
2: is the story of the the Narrows. Yes. But there came a point where Ron Gulman and Mick, our resident sniper, had a disagreement on what needed to happen to advance the story. And it came to them the entire party really killing each other. Yeah. And I was very upset because the players were acting like whiny little piss babies and not respecting my game. Okay, first off, yeah.
0: it was very easily avoidable, I think. Uh, I really didn't see a reason for us to be in New York. That was my where I, the story was going. No, I understand that, but I'm saying from the character of, like, saying, oh, well, here's this, like, I have this whole thing back home, but I have to come back to this place that gives me nothing but anxiety and i'm from and i don't want to be here and i have to come here so one kid could kind of like i don't know we didn't take a vote on it, it just kind of happened yeah i felt a little I, railroaded i can feel that but we had some great
1: moments in new york in, in where in new york where the i became army, the, the king nukes, burger that was it the nukes that whole like how we had to like me and uh, We're trying to hack the terminals while you guys are trying to figure out how to stop them. Okay, with the milk, mother's milk. Yeah, and then uh, the uh, Nuka World place. Oh, the the Cody Island Vault. Yeah, and King Burger and stuff like that. And yeah, playing carnival games.
2: Yeah, yeah, yeah. That was fun. King's Plaza was kind of
1: cool. Yeah. Other than that, yeah, definitely. But I just remember those moments.
0: I. I don't know, I wasn't big on New York. I think it was I was going through a phase of like, I just didn't want to play anymore. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, but it looked a just, big retcon. Yeah. We, we got rid of like seven hours worth of gameplay. It was like when you're playing Fallout and you're just like, oh, I've been walking around outside for four hours and the place shuts off. Rapidly. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. It was basically but, that. We got through it. We killed him in the end. Uh, yeah, I mean, they killed themselves, really. I
2: forget how he died. Was it at Utopia?
0: Who, yeah, Nicholas? rabbit shot him. Um, yeah, Mick. yeah, yeah. And then yeah. oh, I wanted that. I wanted to fucking take that away from. I wanted to kill that character because, like, I don't know. It, like, and that's another thing that bothered me. We were going to New York just so we could find a geck, so we can, uh, or I had a geck, and then okay, so I I found a geck, and then we had like a replica geck that my scientist because Ron Ron took over Ten Penny Tower, and I turned the entire bottom of the of 10 penny tower where the ghouls were and everything. I turned that into a a lab. So I brought over Dr. Lee and uh, James, your dad from fallout three. And I was like, okay, here's a lab. If I need something, make it and I'll make sure you're safe and fed. And we made a, like a fake Gek. And I was like, here you are, take this. We'll take that. You can take this to New York. And before we even did that, the character of Mick like held me at gunpoint and was like, put it down. And I was like, You're really gonna fucking double cross me like this? He's like, I need it more than anybody else does. And I'm like, dude, I don't know I don't know if that's really apparent. You're you want to take this back to what could be forty people that are living in an old subway terminal that are probably dead. You haven't been there in how long? Or I could take this back and serve the wasteland that I know and create a trade route and create jobs and create homes for people. So it was kind of like I mean, I, don't know. I, I just playing I just, to what his character believed, just like you. No, I get that, but I think the whole to-leave-DC kind of just railroaded us in a direction that I don't think ultimately made sense.
2: I wanted to try something new.
0: No, I'm not saying you're wrong. I'm just saying, like... I also joined in when we left DC. Did
1: you really? Is When you just described about taking the GEC to the Temporary Tower to clear the radiation, that's when I exactly joined in. Really? Mm-hmm.
0: I thought you were there earlier.
1: Nope. Yeah. Holy shit. Hmm. Wow. So I never really got to playing your DC world.
0: Really? It was-, it was very true to form for Fallout 3. Mm-hmm. I miss playing as Ron. Yeah. I know you do. Oh my god, he was so much fun to play as. <laughs> Alright, I'm going to tell one shitty story, and then we should tell a good one. Um, there was a time, I was saying I was kind of going through that phase of I just didn't want to play D&D anymore. And I think it was, I I just kind of was like... I didn't feel like we were really getting anywhere, and I didn't really like the character I was playing in the fantasy one. I played a druid who was a uh, Sasquatch, and he was cool, but, like, I don't know. I never really felt like he had any impact on the party. I never felt like anyone really, like, it was like, oh, good thing Yorick's here. It was just kind of like I was just there. You know what I mean? Like, I kind of felt like uh, you weren't the main character for a change. No, not even that. I didn't care about that. <laughs> I just didn't feel like I wasn't. I just didn't feel like I was necessary. Like I feel like everybody should at at one point in time feel like they were necessary to the story. And I just didn't feel like because even when I played the illithid, that was a pirate. I was trying to play to my character, and everyone got mad at me. So I, mean, I didn't really yeah. was very
2: disruptive to the story and the other players. So that was why everyone was mad at you.
0: I guess, but I mean, I don't
1: know. I just kind of saw like you, the captain was very like evil ish. And I don't think
0: the rest of the party was that way. So that's why I was kind of like, I mean, you're not wrong. I don't know. It was just, I was going through a time where I just didn't think I wanted to play very much anymore. And I, <laughs> since then I've kind of like rediscovered my love for the game and we were just playing one time and I was very excited about E3 because I think it was the same year I bought a PS4 and I was like, I genuinely don't care. I'm going to play and keep E3 on in the background and Kyle uh, has never let me live it down. Nope. Yeah. Nope. You were being a huge jerk. Mhm. Yeah, I was. I'm not going to sit here and lie and say no, I wasn't. I was. But yep,
1: never let you down for that. Cuz that was yeah, like no. am I doing this wrong? Am I playing wrong as a DM, you know?
0: Do you ever really feel like you've ever done anything wrong as a DM? Like honest question.
1: No, I feel like sometimes when it's like with your characters I can't do justice for it because you pick crazy crazy classes and, and stuff like homebrew stuff that I'm yeah. like I don't know how to do this so I can't really help you out which is why like captain like it was hard for me because it was ill it, it ill said that I know some stuff about it but it yeah. was like I don't know how to incorporate them in combat or you know what I mean yeah yeah like that was the only thing I couldn't help you out with stuff.
0: That's why I like DMing. Like I like playing and everything, but I really like DMing because it's kind Mm. of just like, here's a a thing. Figure out how to do it. And Noah, I play with you the most out of anybody here. Mm -hmm. I will most likely be like, okay, this is going to happen this way. Like, I know the way my party acts. They're probably going to get out of it this way. Let me see how they play to it. And then we play and it's like, oh, okay. Uh, That's not at all what I thought was going to happen. Yeah,
3: that actually... That actually just happened the other week when the whole Max Stardust thing, you even yeah, said I mean. you were like, I didn't think you were going to side with Ron. I was like, yeah, Ron always yeah. seems to be having the upper hand. Might as well join in. Yeah. Like, and it he, was like, and even know. then, yeah, even then after that, you thought I was going to like 11th hour like, ha got you, Ron. But I was like, nah, screw it.
0: Yeah. It's just, you sit there and you're like, okay, I know this is probably how it's going to go. And then we're going to get to here and then we're going to get to there. And then nope, Never. So yeah, yeah.
2: as a DM, nothing ever goes as a plane. Ever.
0: No, and, and I know that. And the number one thing about DMing you should know is that don't don't write like don't write story. Like honestly, don't fucking have an idea of what's going to happen. Mm-hmm. Uh, but don't be set on it. Because even like the control the Catrell game that we were playing, the fantasy game we were playing, you you mean uh you me, Kyle, Declan, everybody. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I knew how the first one started, and I knew how the last one would end, and I didn't know anything in between.
3: Yeah. You when know, that's that's kind of what you should do is have a beginning and have an idea of where you wanted to end, and just kind of Figure go out with either. it. Uh, yeah. yeah, when I, I, mean, I
1: when I DM'd, I I had stuff planned like, oh, this is going on here if they go to it, or like this is certain happening at this moment if they want to walk towards and oh, maybe they'll get a bit of information or like. I plan some stuff, but like not like, oh, they're definitely going here. This is dialogue I'm writing for for. I plan stuff like not like heavily story stuff. I plan like encounters and like maybe if you go there and meet this certain character or like he'll give you some story things and stuff like
2: that. I plan pretty heavily, but my plan is all don't.
0: adaptable. Mm-hmm. You're also a boy scout. <laughs> <laughs> that's like, that's like woven into your DNA to know, to be ready for everything.
3: Yeah. Wait, are you actually a Boy Scout, Declan? Yeah, an Eagle Scout. Oh, I didn't know that. <laughs> are you one, Noah? No, I have friends that are, but I was never into that whole, like, camping outside thing.
0: Yeah. Why do I got to leave the house? My parents well, pay the <laughs> a mortgage.
3: Well, that's honestly why I was kind of surprised that Declan is. Declan doesn't seem like the outdoors type. And that's nothing towards you, Declan. It's just, it just doesn't seem like your type. No, i was just
2: talking earlier
0: with a friend how much i love camping <laughs> really yeah see i never i never got camping i just i just never got it it was just like well you know my parents are at home paying a mortgage and every t- every minute we're not in the house that's that mortgage is going to waste
3: yeah well that's why i played d and d so i can fantasize about camping outside
0: <laughs> <laughs> if anybody would like to tell a story of anything in d and d that has happened to them and they enjoyed please now's the time to tell it
3: Um, so, you had said earlier about how Max Stardust had kind of caused a genocide. Yeah. And I was actually just thinking, I was like, that's actually the second time that I had a character that I was playing under you as a DM that genocided a race. Oh, yeah? Well, yeah, because the very first campaign that I did with you, um... So just a little bit of backstory, I was playing a rogue named Nax, and we were searching for these items, these magic items, um, these like Death Knight things had kind of started popping up in the, in, in Um And we had wound up to the north, and I think it was, um, were they orcs?
0: I oh yeah, with the cards. Yeah, yeah. so I had yeah,
3: happened to, I happened upon a deck of many things.
0: It was a modified deck of many things. Yeah,
3: like a modified deck of many things, and I forget what card exactly I drew. I think it was like a ace of spades or something. Yeah, and it ended up summoning what was it like a like a purple a rock worm. worm, a rock worm? Yeah, yeah. And you summon so <sighs> this rock worm that just totally. Annihilated this entire tribe of orcs. Um, like the entire tribe, like it was like we were we were trying to get an item that they had, and we were like, oh, they had captured like two or three of them at the party, and we we're like, oh god, what are we gonna do? And I'm like, I'm just gonna pull a card out of the deck and summoned a giant rockworm, and they it just ate the entire tribe. Like it was like h- hundreds of hundreds of orcs, all except for like the uh, leader. The leader, yep, yeah. So like, I I just make characters that genocide people, I guess. I don't, It'd be like
0: that sometimes. You just, yeah. you, I remember I gave you a deck of cards. I was like, here, and you just pulled an ace of spades, and I was like, you gotta be fucking kidding me?
3: Yeah, no, I. It's wild. So, so like, I mean, the four, like, I mean, now four characters that I've, I've played with you, and two of them have caused mass genocide. Rock killed a lot of people. Rock did kill a lot of people. I mean, it was no self defense. We Self defense. It was kind of a, I mean, well then, especially in the the underground uh, arena. Yeah, yeah, that was a lot of fun. Trying to think. Yeah, no, I I had to. I was very on the fence about playing rock again. I thought about it, but I was like, yeah, roll a new character. Yeah, I just I just always want to play Max. I know, I know. That's how I feel about Ron. Max, Max is my main. Really? Oh yeah, no. If Holy I could. Shit. If I could, if I could main this Max, I would.
0: Wow, good shit. Max is a lot of fun. I also make you sing. He's a really Which fun thing. Is fun.
3: Yeah. Oh yeah. No, and I enjoy it. Or like my little like impromptu like. Oh, I got a polymorph, but I don't have an instrument. Yeah, I love your yeah.
2: voices. Voices, is my yeah. favorite part about being a DM.
3: No, absolutely. That, well, that's why like Vince is so good at voices. So like. I like to just throw, like, oh, what's their name? Oh, who is this? I'm like, go ahead, Vince. Make another voice.
0: I fucking, I could, the voices are one thing. The names are another because I never <laughs> have names ready. You would think someone, yeah, know. someone who's been DMing for so long, you think I'd have, like, a plethora of names that
3: are just ready to go. And I yeah. just don't. I just do yeah. Well, it's funny because, like, sometimes I'm like, what's their name? Knowing damn well, you're like, oh, great. Now i got to fucking think of a name. Or, like, the f- the f- the best part, going shopping. <laughs>
0: I love shopping. <laughs> all right, all right. If you ever play d with me, please don't go shopping. I'll just fucking give yeah. it to you. Like, it's such a it's such a time waste. It uh, is,
3: absolutely. It's,
0: and, and then don't split the party. Don't go shopping and don't split the party. If <sighs> Split the party while shopping. Do it. <laughs> no. Oh, the my God. Times.
2: We only
1: but went <laughs> shopping on I made food.
0: Yeah, yes. That's the perfect way to do it. If you guys take a break and you go out and, like, smoke a cigarette or – which that always takes 40 minutes, or <laughs> you get caught up talking to somebody's dad, just do it then. Listen. <laughs> I'm not saying that in a bad way. I love talking to your dad. I'm just saying, like... Half the games are just smoke breaks. Yeah, because we played outside, because... <laughs> yeah.
1: yeah, we, we should just beat. play outside. I don't know why we don't. Because it's humid. Yeah. Get a table. We just sit out there with a
0: bunch of chairs. I don't know. Dude, humidity's a bitch yeah humidity is a bitch we need to find an air-conditioned house that lets you smoke in it
2: no that's terrible
0: <laughs> yeah but you know fuck the planet
1: speaking of shopping i remember the the uh you i asked for a belt that would return my weapons to me and you gave me a belt that was just made out of rope
0: <laughs> you, tied the, you tied the knife to hell yeah Dude, i rock GD yeah. rules all the time you gotta be so i know in depth
1: with your shit I, I then I put it in a back paper bag, lit on fire, and threw it at the guy's house.
0: Yeah, and it probably did more <laughs> damage that way.
1: <laughs> What's your favorite moment, Declan? From what game? Whatever, yes.
2: whatever um, one. I talked about uh, doing a shit ton of damage on that dragon. Um, from the Fallout game, I really liked when you guys did um, when you did. Oh, what was that place called? Um Prosperity, I think. Um it was when one oh one opened and Springvale kind of like expanded and you guys kind Uh-oh. of used that as like your settlement.
0: Yeah. And we had yeah. uh we had like Butch there. Yeah. And someone put someone put uh Mr. Burke on a spike. Yeah, that was crazy Yeah. Yeah. Wasn't nice like for that? That. What?
1: It'd I wasn't like there that. for that
2: no oh you know what that was after Megaton blew up because they needed a place to go yeah I really liked Nora who was um, basically the lone wanderer but evil but evil I played an she... evil version of the lone wanderer as a DMPC to be like an antagonist for the party she was fun yeah and then you maybe killed her yeah <laughs> <laughs> No you killed her You saw her brain Decl-
1: Declan told me something A long time ago That I know about Oh what's that I'm never telling Do you really think We're ever gonna play Our private game Ever again I don't know I'll never tell though Kyle's uh, not what I need That's DM confidential It is
0: I'm finding out I'm gonna find out One day at one of your weddings <laughs> I'm, gonna get, I'm gonna make on sure deathbed Yeah I'm gonna, I'm gonna feed the two of you Drinks Not and stop till you tell me <laughs> <laughs>
2: But you know what they do get? (laughs) What is that? They do get that you can find the show on Twitter. Where can they find us?
0: On Twitter? On Twitter. You can find us on Twitter and our Instagram at Atomic Radio Hour. What about uh, if they wanted to find you on Twitter, my friend?
2: If you want to find me, you can find me at Declan underscore Vian. But what about you, sir?
0: You can find me at the, uh, all capitals, the underscore Boogins. if you what you're about watch sorry oh yeah fuck everybody plug yourself sorry Yeah. what
1: about uh you can find me at the ood sigma o o
3: d uh you can find me at smithman 45 on twitter
0: cool cool if you're listening to us on youtube thank you very much make sure you like and subscribe leave us a comment uh you can also find us on most streaming platforms you can get us on spotify apple podcast stitcher Castbox. Uh, we're on the big ones, and I'd love if you were to join our Discord and have a conversation with us at some point. There will be a link in the description below. That is very true.
2: You know what else is very true? What would that be? That special guest Kyle sometimes streams on Twitch.
0: Sometimes, yeah. Sometimes I do it sometimes. with him. Yeah. You guys are doing a Nuzlocke right now, right? We were trying. Yeah. <laughs> cool. <laughs> uh, we we started, and we died instantly. Uh nice. just, just the, the trainer model. Yeah, Declan 1. Uh, because you couldn't be there. We made the Pokemon Declan. And <laughs> he died instantly. And then we did another one, and it was Declan 2. And then like really early on, the third Pokemon we found was a dragon type, it was like a Gabite. And he's like stupid powerful. And he went down because of Machop he used like focus energy. And he was the last thing I had left. Gross. And uh, then we had a restart. And then I was just like, you know what? That's two hours of no progress. <laughs> Let's try it again. And then I got sick and we haven't done it. So yeah. maybe in the future. But yeah, in the future, we're, we're going to try to do more Pokemon stuff because mm-hmm. those locks are fucking fun. It was yeah. fun.
2: We have some things to tell you.
0: Some very, very important things. Some very special things. If we've enticed you with tales of D&D and magic and mis- mystery and intrigue and shit like that, we're going to start our own d d campaign here on the show with... The pay- with the uh, uh, the Discord and Kyle is going to run a and campaign on special guest Sundays, uh, and we're also going to do once a month. We're going to have our own Fallout D D that Declan's been working on. Uh, that you have a chance to be entered into to win a spot in the campaign. Uh, there's a video that will be showing that we will be showing uh, at the end of this. That. For some people, it might be the first time you see what Declan and Kyle and myself look like. Uh, It will fill you in more then. Yes.
1: Yeah, check the link in the description on that video.
0: Yes, link in the description below.
2: If you're on the audio streaming services, you're going to hear that announcement. Um, Yeah. (laughs) It's a lot more fun to watch, so you might want to check the YouTube one. Go to YouTube
0: and subscribe, please. Uh, And there would be some shit there. I post memes every once in a while and every nuclear family episode gets uploaded to YouTube anyway, uh, as its own piece of content. Um, so if you hate listening to me talk about fallout three, but you're like listening to fanfic about fallout three, uh, <laughs> that exists
2: as always. Thank you so much for joining us. Uh, streaming people, YouTube people. We really appreciate it, but something we also appreciate is money.
0: Yes, we appreciate the people that want to make the show bigger and better. Uh, so we do have a Patreon. There will be a link in our description below to the Patreon. Um, there's a bunch of tiers. There's a bunch of reward tiers on there. The show will always be free. We'll never ask you for a dime. Uh, but it is an option if you'd like to. Uh, and because of some people giving money to us, we have to thank a one, Michael Mallow, the friendly companion cube and Noah. Thanks, Noah. Hey. Thank you. Hey, no problem. So, yeah enjoy the video we had a lot of we had a lot of fun uh shooting it and recording it yeah it was a lot of fun guys yeah enjoy so goodbye see you later bye guys say goodbye bye goodbye bye kyle goodbye no bye vince kyle vince you want to hold my hand no (laughs) okay (laughs) see you bye that's a wrap how many times we have to go over this? It's not gay. It is. It's not. I would know. I it's, mean, it's not. not gay. Gay. If I clone myself to have sex with myself, it it's is gay. masturbation. It's male, it's male, mas- male action. Oh hi. We didn't see you there. It's me, Vince, and me, Declan, of Atomic Radio Hour, the Post Nuclear Podcast. And you're probably wondering why we're coming to you today through a video and not just solely through this here Michael phone in a podcast. You smell that? It must be. It has to be. It must be Special Guest Kyle!
1: Hey there, fine folks. It's me, Special Guest Kyle, and I want you guys to play d d with me. It's gonna be on Sundays, Special Guest Sundays, and we're gonna go probably around two to three hours. Now, there's a link in the description below for our Discord and the Google Doc to participate in. Now, here's the kicker. It's going to be completely free. don't have to worry about anything else. Just a free adventure with me, Special Guest Kyle, this Sunday.
0: Wow, Kyle. What a grand idea. Cheers to you, friend.
2: Way to earn the special in Special Guest Kyle. But wait... What if I want to play D D too? You can. That's right. If you want to play D D with me and Special Guest Kyle and one of our listeners, you get to play the Fallout game that I've been working on for the past couple years developing. With, the, with with the fine folks at home. With the fine folks at home. And all you got to do is be part of our ten dollars tier on our Patreon. This sounds like a fantastic idea! That it does. As long as you're in our $10 tier, you'll be entered into a raffle to win a spot to play with these jokers.
0: Wait 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 So you're telling me all they have to do, the fine folks at home, all they have to do is pledge $10 to the official Atomic Radio Hour Patreon, and they'll be entered into a random raffle where they can play Fallout DD with you and me and special guest Kyle? Precisely. The Fallout version of d d that you've been yes. working? What a tremendous idea. Particularly, friend, yes. pal, compadre, what if the fine folks at home do not pledge $10? I
2: got you covered. Do you, you? Oh, I do. If you don't pledge any money to our Patreon, you'll still be able to listen to our episodes for 100% free because we will record them and upload them to Atomic Radio Hour. The, the, the show! Of course, the show. That we run. And this is all free? 100% free. It's free real estate.
0: So what you're telling me, if I've got this 110% correct, is that special guest Kyle wants to run a completely free, completely casual fantasy D&D game that will be run through the Discord. Correct. And if you'd like to try to sign up, there will be a link in the description below. For a Google, what is it again? I'm sorry. Can you can you can you you fill me in? Can you can you tell me? A Google what? A Google form. So there's a Google form in the description that people can fill out for for the show. And if you'd like to play the Fallout G D version that you've been working on for years. If you pledge $10 to the official Atomic Radio Hour Patreon, you'll be entered randomly into a drawing to see if you can play with you and me and special guest Kyle? Wow, it's almost as if
2: you've summarized everything that I just said. That was the point! The link to the Patreon and the Discord are in the description below. So you're telling me that in the
0: description below is a link to the Patreon and the Discord? Stop! But wait! How do we end this video?
1: I don't know,
0: fade the black. Can you guys send me back? No. Okay. You go back when I say you go back, Kyle. I had enough of your shit! (laughs) They're
3: hurting me. Atomic radio
0: hour.